Welcome to In the Driver's Seat, a podcast on managing financial risk in your grain operation, brought to you by ABM. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Driver's Seat. Again with me today is Shelby Schweitzer, and we also have another guest co-host, second time, I think, for Emily Lucina. So it's nice to have you both on here. And actually, the best part about this one is you guys are kind of leading and I get to follow along. So I really like that. Shelby, thanks for taking the pressure off of me today and putting it on yourself. Yeah, no problem. I definitely had a lot of help from Emily. So I'm super glad you're here too, Emily. And actually, surprise, Emily will be joining us. She'll actually be a co-host with us today and moving forward. So I'm super excited about that. As you guys know from our last episode, she has a really deep knowledge of crop insurance. So I think she'll be really good to have on here. Maybe teach us a thing or two, Doug, and that way we can make a more distinct connection between grain marketing and crop insurance. So Emily, thank you so much for agreeing to be on here. Thanks. I'm really, really excited. This episode really helps me uh, round out my knowledge of in the driver's seat over 2020. As Emily alluded to, we're just going to do a little bit of reflecting on 2020. So we're going to pull some small snippets from our top five podcast of 2020. And actually, it's interesting because these are the top five podcasts voted by you listeners. And we're really excited. In no particular order, we're going to go ahead and get this started. So first up to bat here is in the buddy seat episode, put your ADM rep to work. And if you all remember, this was with Jess Alderson, and she is a territory and origination manager in Nebraska. And I actually think I'm going to pitch this one to you, Emily. So Tell us a little bit about maybe why you thought this was so important, and then we will play a little soundbite from each episode. I found this one very, very interesting just because I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about fertilizer and what ADM had to offer. And Jess does a phenomenal job of breaking this down into something it's super easy to understand. Also, I found it really interesting that we actually published this in June, which is historically a low point for fertilizer prices. So I think that's really where our audience connected with it was just because they could really see during that time frame where they could really save some money. I think what I would add to that is I think actually Dean actually said it on one of ours recently. When you're not thinking about buying fertilizer, you should be thinking about buying fertilizer. And it kind of goes hand in hand with when you're not thinking about marketing grain you should be thinking about marketing grain. And I thought the discussion in this podcast was good and just in terms of how to think about it, when to think about it, and then more importantly, on all of this, what to do about it. So, you know, it's great to have information, but what are you going to do about it? And if there is no what are you going to do about it part, then it falls short. And Shelby, we talk about this all the time. What is the action plan associated? You know, what is the next step? So that's what I took away, Shelby. What do you think? Right. And you all probably have the answers, right? You all probably know your operation inside and out. But I think what was really awesome about this podcast was that Jess kind of melted it down a little bit and put it into more of a digestible platform. Shelby, I got one more thing I wanted to throw in here before we play the soundbite. Yeah. When you're thinking about buying fertilizer and you're thinking about marketing grain, don't just think about the price of grain. Don't just think about the price of fertilizer. Consider for a moment the ratio between the two. So how many bushels of corn an acre does it take to buy your nitrogen or your phosphorus or your potassium? 
you know, how many bushels per acre. And sometimes what you'll find out is the ratio, which is really kind of the margin component of this, is best. Not when grain prices are the highest and not when fertilizer prices are, are the lowest, but when that ratio is at its maximum, which gives the margin opportunity. So I just wanted to throw that in. Um, it's just a really different way of thinking about it that I think is really practical. So with that, I think we can go ahead and play the soundbite. Generally speaking, fertilizer is thought of as more of a buy when you need it type of product when really it is traded like a commodity similar to grain. And there's a global market that actually trades daily. And so what the ADM Farm Direct Fertilizer Program gives to you is the information to have you make an informed decision that really affects your bottom dollar. And it's essentially just a different way of buying because you're able to price fertilizer up to 18 months in advance. And you can think about forward marketing your grain and buying a third of your inputs together so that your cost really is a more realistic view of what your needs are going to be year over year. Okay, moving on to our second most listened to podcast. That was Breaking the Stigma Around Mental Health. This was with Jason Meadows. We published this back in May. He was the cow-calf operator from Cuba, Missouri, and he's also a healthcare professional. And he's the host of his own podcast, if you remember, Ag State of Mind, which focuses on the mental health challenges in rural America. So, Doug, this was a really, really important one at the time and for sure still is. Doug, what did you like so much about this podcast? I liked it because we're talking about something that seldom gets talked about and that people are often embarrassed or shy to talk about. So, I guess a couple things. Uh, One is the environment we've been in for over a year now has uh, taken a toll on people in a variety of ways. I know a number of people that I have since needs help, and so I've tried to help them. And I've also had people who sensed maybe when I needed a little bit of help and gave it to me. So struggle for me uh, personally to stay, you know, as happy and and upbeat and just kind of where you want to be mentally. But I think a lot of people have experienced that. It's not new in ag. Outside of COVID, this is a real issue. And I think this podcast really shed some light on not only recognizing it, not only helping people get comfortable with talking about it, but then what are you going to do? Just to what I said earlier, and there were some good tips in here. The herd one was one I remember. So hobbies, exercise, relaxation, and diversion. So I thought that was really good. I mean, it's it's a simple little thing, but it helps you remember some of the things that can help you stay on track. So I really like those pieces of it. Me too. And that that for sure stuck with me. And I think we've said it and we'll say it again, but you're not alone in this. So speak up if you need help. We're here for you. We're going to play a quick snippet here. Jason outlined some really, really great resources. And I just want to close this section out with those. In agriculture, there's so much that's out of our control that we have to, you know, we have to sometimes just kind of bite the bullet. And, you know, we've been taught this just deal with it, suck it up mentality. And, you know, that's forced us to push down a lot of these emotions and push down these negative feelings when, you know, you push them down too far. It's kind of like pushing a log in the water. Uh, eventually it's going to come up and the further down deep you push it, the more explosive it's going to come back up to the surface. And that's that's really kind of the same way with talking about our mental well-being and our mental health. Herd, H-E-R-D. H, hobbies. E, exercise. 
R relaxation and D diversion, things to take your mind off of the stresses and the things going wrong. The places I like to always send people, there's there's a few different places always off the top of my head that I talk about. First place is farmcounseling.org. That's one that is specifically for farmers. They have a list of so many resources. Another place I always like to mention is the Do More Agriculture Foundation. They are actually based in Canada. They're a charity based in Canada and their focus is on mental health and agriculture. And, you know, they have so many videos and stories and trainings and all of these great resources for people to, you know, kind of make it real, kind of make it feel that they're speaking to people in agriculture. And that is wonderful. It's such a great resource. And they are a very big influence for the work that I've tried to do. And the last person I always try to mention and point people towards is a man by the name of Dr. Val Farmer. Dr. Val Farmer has been a huge influence a mentor to me and a friend. He has a website that it's valfarmer.com where it has all of his articles. Okay, moving on to our third one, the state of ag and disrupted markets. We published this May 14. We had Dean Durden on with us, Jeff Lloyd and Todd Harmon. I believe at this time, the market was exactly as the title of this podcast sounded. So Emily, when you listened to this, what what did you take away from it? Or why do you think this was probably one of the most listened to episodes? This one was really interesting. And looking back now, obviously, the markets were a little disrupted. And I don't think anyone had any idea what we were in for to close it out. But one thing that really struck me in this podcast was how they mention farm programs along with your crop insurance and how it really is a total risk management opportunity looking at your whole farm picture. And I really love that crop insurance is a piece of this because that needs to be integrated just a little bit more. But I know, Doug, you've probably got some great opinions on what happened to these markets as we went into the fall. Well, as we were talking here, I just went back and looked on May 14 is when this one was out. On May 14, we closed at 344 and three quarters on March 21 corn. Today, we are recording this on December 16. We are at 427 and a quarter. And so you guys know, I mean, we were in a kind of a hopeless scenario. And I remember thinking it. I actually said it to a couple of people. And this doesn't mean I know what markets are going to do. But I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going to change, but something's going to change. I mean, we were just in the tank. We'd been there for a while. It felt a little hopeless. And then everything did change. And now we are in a scenario where... We need a very big production year just to maintain stocks and keep us out of the the danger zone. We need good global production. The demand has exploded, and now we're more in a scenario of, you know, how high can this thing go or, you know, trying to just kind of figure out what this looks like going through 2021 as we think about acreages and the growing season. So we talked about all kinds of those things and what to watch for. But the other thing I'll recognize is, is, Everybody would have wished for a $4 corn environment when we were in that one. Now we've gone to that and and exceeded it. It hasn't made the decision process any easier. In fact, I think it's harder because so many people are beating themselves up for what they sold too much too early and now are perhaps not able to even look forward to the new opportunities. So the circle continues and my advice would be is to lean on someone you trust to get good sound guidance and to just check your thought processes with, and we'd love to help with that. But if not us, pick someone 
But I think that podcast was fantastic. Listen to a lot because of the time frame we were in and man, how fast things can change. And I can say this for sure. It's going to change rapidly again and probably the other direction. I don't know when, but you know, how are we going to put ourselves in a position to make as many good decisions as possible all the time? Yeah, Doug, I mean, we look back on 2020 and it was a difficult year and it's no no secret that grain marketing wasn't the easiest for people. But, you know, always going back and looking over your game plan and reassessing that, whether that be weekly or monthly or even if you do it daily, hey, that's okay too. But always going back and just kind of staying in tune with that. And something else too that we've noticed is people taking advantage of the seasonal trends that we're seeing. So Emily, from your perspective, from the crop insurance side of things, what does that look like? Yeah, so especially going into this year, I know 2020 was a roller coaster in terms of crop insurance. Um, we had a lot of a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and we weren't totally sure where we were going to come out with on the harvest price. But looking at where we're at right now and what we're coming into, it's a great time to lock in that spring price with a spring price premium contract. That can help just ensure a set amount of bushels rolling into next year, feeling a little bit more secure, knowing that you're piggybacking off of that crop insurance. That can sometimes help with that variability that could come with the markets again following in 2021. So with that, we'll roll into the soundbite from our State of Ag and Disrupted Markets podcast. The other thing to think about is the financing of your business, right? Interest rates are low. They're zero. Look at alternative financing. Work with your traditional lender, but you know the government may have programs out there to offer multi-year financing at a crazy low rate. That's an opportunity here. So take advantage of that. Maybe it's non-traditional. Maybe it's not what you've always done, but there may be things to lock in capital here to take advantage of the situation. And you can focus on things other than grain price, right? Grain price may be the last thing on my farm that I need to be managing right now. It's cheap, It's likely below cost of production. That's probably the last item that I need to be managing from a risk standpoint right now. Focus on some of the other things. Focus on the other revenue opportunities as well. There's other revenue generating items in agriculture right now other than grain prices. Uh, So don't forget about the farm programs, the PLC or ARC, whatever your choice is, the crop revenue insurance the COVID-19 relief programs that are out there. All of those things need to be added together and work in conjunction with the total revenue opportunity on your farm. Okay, moving on to our fourth one. Our next episode here is Play Ball with Sustainable Farming. This was published in August 27th, to be precise, and we had Michelle French on as our guest, if you remember, Doug. Two things I want to point out real quick. So, Right now, um, within ADM, two major areas of focus with our field-to-market programs. The first one, reduced tillage, and then the second one is planting cover crops and not to let your soil sit naked over the winter. So if you remember, that's where we talked about the hashtag Don't Farm Naked campaign, and that was created by the Practical Farmers of Iowa. 
some of the things we talked about in this podcast were field to market, which is kind of like the rule book, if you will. And there was a baseball analogy used where it doesn't matter where you go to a game in St. Louis or Detroit, you know, the rules are the same and field to market kind of provides that base, if you will. So we did talk about that and we talked a lot about cover crops. And as Shelby mentioned, you know, there's programs popping up all over the place that are based on what consumers want and what consumer products groups want. And our challenge, our goal is to make sure we link that properly to the producer and that, you know, the value is shared on meeting those demands. So it was just a great podcast to, again, heighten the awareness around sustainability, maybe put a little bit more definition on sustainability because not everybody thinks it's the same thing. So that was a great podcast just to remind everybody of what it is and mark my words, it will continue to evolve. So just because what we're doing today is relevant, it might not be tomorrow. So I'd stay close to this with your ADM representative, and hopefully we can help you find value through the sustainability evolution. So with that, we're going to play the clip from this podcast. Hope you enjoy that. If you think of sustainable agriculture as baseball, field to market is the rule book. Field to market gives us the metrics and the calculations that we're going to use to do the data analysis and make sure that we're speaking all the same language. So it doesn't matter if you go to see the St. Louis Cardinals. It doesn't matter if you go to Detroit to watch a game. It doesn't matter if you're in Chicago. Everybody plays baseball by the same rules. And that's what field to market gives us. It gives us a level playing field so that we all know what our end goal is. If you are interested in cover crops, we have a cover crop cost share available that is $10 an acre up to 160 acres or 10% of your total farmed acres, whichever is larger. And then if there are farmers who have never tried cover crops, there's a separate cost share program that's called 40 by 40, where you can actually receive $40 an acre up to 40 acres just to give it a try, kind of dip a toe in the water feel it out, see if you actually like cover crops and want to move forward with that. On the grower side, when we start looking at these different practices, what we are seeing both anecdotally and then some with the science, depending on the data platform we're using, is that our growers are seeing improved soil health. The carbon content of the soil is increasing. They're seeing some resiliency. We have some of our growers who are seeing yield increases. We have some who are able to use less nitrogen because of the cover crop that they're using. Moving on to our last podcast episode, this was offers how to let them work. We had Matt Cruz on here with us, and this actually published in June of 2020. So I may be biased. I would agree with you listeners that this is a pretty good episode. It might be a bit basic, but I think as you guys have listened and been with us this entire ride, you'll know that Doug and I always talk about the basics and we're building that foundational wealth of knowledge. And I think Matt did a really great job of helping us out with this. Offers, you know, whether they're soft or firm are really good, but simple way just to throw in some diversity into your portfolio. Matt did talk about some do's and some don'ts, and we're going to play a quick sound bite here of the do because of how important it is. And they'll also put the don't in there so we can kind of navigate through how to get past that. It's proactive marketing, vice reactive marketing. What I mean by that is that 
we use it every every day. We've got producers that call in that are checking prices and looking for certain levels to make that next sale. And we sit there and have a discussion with him and establish where he wants to be and where the market is today. A producer that is trying to establish a sale price on his next percentage of his corn crop, he can put that in. It can be a soft offer or a firm offer. And what I mean by that is Firm offers, we have a bushel quantity attached to that, let's say 5,000 bushel of corn at a set price. And if it fills throughout the day or even the overnights, the producers made that sale. The soft offers, that's more where, you know, the producer can say, if it gets to this level, give me a call. The do is, first of all, just do your homework. And I think that's uh, the best way to do it. Figure out exactly what the game plan is and have that discussion with your originator and have a plan. I mean, that's really the biggest thing here. We're have, we got a plan, and then we're going to use this tool that ADM possesses to help execute that plan. That's where uh, the offer system, it's a tool out there that uh, the producers need to be utilizing and leveraging. Don't move the uh, goalposts. You know, establish the plan, stay with the plan. Don't second guess it. And when the market does start to rally and you see it getting close to what you think you're where we put your offer in, don't move the goalposts. So those were some good nuggets, and as Shelby mentioned, pretty basic. But if basics weren't important, there wouldn't be spring training for baseball. There wouldn't be training camps for professionals. I mean, practice of the fundamentals is incredibly important. And I'm just not sure, honestly, if there's something more effective than having price targets in mind. If you have a plan and you have a target, you're probably going to be better off than if you don't. And that doesn't mean you're going to sell the high of the market. You know what? Odds are very much against you that you will ever do that. But the odds are very much in your favor that you will not sell the low of the market either. And back to baseball. It's about base hits and, you know, a double here and there. And if you hit a home run, man, that's fantastic. But making a plan for a home run is probably going to also lead to a lot of strikeouts. So sorry for all the sports analogies, but that's the way I think about it. And I think making offers and having good target prices with good sound fundamentals, however you might go about it, is just critically important. So listening to this podcast will give you a lot more. So I encourage you to do that. And Emily, what else do we need to remind our listeners of before we finish this podcast? So January is a great time to start planning ahead. And February 1st marks that beginning of the spring price premium contracts pricing period. That's a bit of a tongue twister if I don't say so myself. But again, January is a great time to start looking over your crop insurance decisions, start forward marketing with that crop insurance plan in mind. So I appreciate being on the podcast and I am so excited to see what 2021 holds for the three of us. Again, thank you all for taking this journey with us in 2020. As Emily said, we're really looking forward to a strong 2021. Please give us feedback on our podcast. Please tell us what you want. ADMAdvantage.com backslash podcasts. Wishing you all the most successful 2021. This has been In the Driver's Seat brought to you by ADM. To learn more about managing financial risk in your grain operation, talk to your local ADM representative or go to admadvantage.com.